Shut up and sit down. What's up? This is Bobby Riggs Jr. coming at you with So Fucking Cool Fantasy Football Podcast. Just want to thank all of our sponsors for picking us up, all the different uh, podcast places that are now playing us. You can check us out on Anchor. You can check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on Google Podcasts. So that's awesome. Want to let you know, visit us on Facebook. We got a So Fucking Cool Fantasy Football Facebook page. You can go on there, ask questions, line ups. Uh, draft questions, anything you got, our community will help you out. I'll be on there. I'll be answering questions. So check that out again. That's on Facebook. It's Sofa King Cool Fantasy Football. Also, get those emails rolling. I got a couple emails that I'm going to address on uh, a couple podcasts coming up here. Uh, Sofa King Cool at gmx.com. Again, that's Sofa King Cool at gmx.com. Keep those emails coming. I'm going to set up a podcast where I just answer all your questions. Uh, so just keep them rolling, keep them coming. Coming at you today, uh, the weekend is over, the NFL draft is over. So I want to take a look back. I did a lot of research on the guys that were drafted, uh, the teams they were drafted to, where they're going to, where I'm expecting them to place on the depth chart. And I'm going to give you a couple names, actually a lot of names because I, th- I feel like this was a really fun draft, but uh, I'm going to give you some names of guys to look out for, guys that I think should be drafted. I'm not going to put them in their place right now. These are just names that I think you should keep an eye out for, um, guys that I think have fantasy value. And as I do a little bit more research, uh, when I start doing my top you know, 200 and, and start doing mock drafts, you'll see where some of these guys go off the board. So I'm going to dive right in. Uh, again, this is... All the rookies that are coming into the NFL who I think are going to have a fantasy impact. So let's start number one pick overall, Kyler Murray. This guy's an athletic freak. Last year he had 42 touchdowns to seven interceptions. He had 1,000 rushing yards with another 12 rushing touchdowns. This guy is unbelievable. There's a reason he went number one overall. Uh, Kingsbury is going to use him exactly like he was used in college. He's going to be a dynamic player. The only downfall he has is he's going to be playing behind a really mediocre offensive line. That's where he's going to struggle, but this guy's an athlete. And on top of that, I still, like everybody knows, garbage points. They still count as fantasy points. I think fourth quarter, the Cardinals could still be down. I think this guy gets a lot of garbage points. Look, they they put pieces around this guy. They invested in Kyler Murray. Um, they drafted wide receivers. I mean, they drafted three wide receivers this draft. But two of the names that you need to look for, Andy Isabel. This guy was drafted high. He's going to be a good target. And Hakeem Butler. Uh, Hakeem Butler is a monster, 6'5", 230 pounds. I mean, I think Andy Isabel is a guy that gets on the field right away. So we'll, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But these are all pieces that they put around Kyler Murray. Uh, Christian Kirk's stock is going to go up. Him and Kyler Murray were teammates in the past. I mean, 
he's got David Johnson there. He's got enough wide receivers. And again, garbage points still count. So uh, Kyler Murray is definitely on the radar as a quarterback too. Uh, if you play in a two-quarterback uh, league, I think he's a quarterback that you'd like as your quarterback too. But I also would not be shocked to see him put up quarterback one numbers. I mean, if you play in a league, I like the league that I'm in, it's a 12-man league. Look at 12 quarterbacks. I think he sneaks into the top 12 with points. I think he has the talent. He has the arm. So Kyler Murray... First guy I'm covering here. Um, the second guy's got to be Dwayne Haskins. Draft with caution. Um, personally, me, I wouldn't draft him. But again, I play in a one-quarterback league. Uh, I don't think he's going to beat out Case Keenum right away for the start. But I do think before season's over, he will be the starting quarterback. I just don't like Washington. It's a good fit for him because I think they'll build around him, and he's obviously going to be their quarterback of the future. But proceed with caution. I don't think he's anything more than a quarterback, too. I think they have some work to do there. But you can draft him as a quarterback, too, and see what happens going forward. So Dwayne Haskins, draft with caution. My favorite fantasy pick of the NFL draft this year, Josh Jacobs running back, going to Oakland. I was a big fan of Josh Jacobs. I was excited to see where he was going to land because I thought he had a real opportunity to do some good things in the NFL fantasy-wise. And then the Raiders got him right after it was announced that Marshawn Lynch was more than likely going to retire. I think it's a perfect spot for him to land. They used a high draft pick on him. I think that means he's going to start right out of the gates. He's better than Isaiah Crowell. So, look, at this guy is 5'10", 220 pounds. He's a good rusher. He's a good receiver. He breaks the tackle every six touches. Every six times he gets the ball, one of those, he's busting loose, getting past that first tackle. He's gaining yards. I honestly think this guy is going to gain a 1,000 yards this year. I think the offense in Oakland is going to be better. I know they still have Derek Carr, who I'm not a huge supporter of, but he does have weapons around him with Ty Williams and, of course, Antonio Brown. They're not going to be able to stack the box. So I think Josh Jacobs should have a 1,000-yard season. Also should... uh. I'm thinking maybe eight touchdowns. I think that's fair. Eight touchdowns for him. So Josh Jacobs, running back, Oakland. Get into a wide receiver here. Marquise Brown, wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. It's a little guy. This guy is small. 5'9", 166 pounds, but he is fast. He's got good hands. Think of uh, Deshaun Jackson, John Brown type wide receiver. He's going to be hindered by the fact that Lamar Jackson isn't the best passer. Baltimore is going to be a run-first offense. I think that was shown with them going out and picking up Mark Ingram. But Marquise Brown, look, at that team's needed wide receivers. They've, they've tried over and over and over again. They drafted this guy early. Marquise Brown, wide receiver, Baltimore is a guy that definitely needs to be on your list. Um, but he does have 
Liz Frank injury, which is displaced bones in his feet. So that is something to monitor during preseason, how many reps he's getting. This is going to be something to, you know, proceed with caution. I wouldn't draft this guy as a wide receiver one for sure. Maybe not even a wide receiver two. I'm looking at this guy as more of a flex play uh, and, and obviously with upside of being a wide receiver two. But proceed with caution. Uh, Marquise Brown, wide receiver, Baltimore. My favorite pickup. For wide receivers, Nikhil Harry, wide receiver for the New England Patriots? I know. When was the last time Bill Belichick selected a wide receiver? I, I don't think it – I actually believe I read that it was the first time he's ever done it. First time he's ever selected a wide receiver in the first round. They do not select specialty players, right? They just don't do it. They didn't do it the whole tenure of Bill Belichick. Last year, first round, they selected Sonny Michelle. Look what his impact was. Once he got healthy, this guy was 100 yards and or a touchdown every single game. Nikhil Harry is 6'2", 228 pounds. He's great with the ball in his hands, makes people miss, breaks tackles. He's a red zone target. Remember, this is a team that has no Gronk, no Hogan. Josh Gordon's still a question mark. We don't know if he's coming or going. So you got Edelman and maybe Demarius Thomas. I honestly believe that he might not make it through. He'll end up on the pub list or something. Uh, but then what do they got after that? Philip Dorsett, a cast off from Indy. He's a decent player, but when Bill Belichick selects you in the first round, you're expected to step up and be a player. Tom Brady needs the help on the field. Okay, he was sending him messages. They're excited to play together. Nikhil Harry is a wide receiver that I'm looking forward to drafting. I definitely want on my fantasy team. And I think if you wait it out two, three weeks, I think him and Tom Brady get on the same page. And I think I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised what you can get from Nikhil Harry, a rookie wide receiver with the Patriots. Debo Samuel, San Francisco 49ers. Look at good wide receiver. They need help. Uh, he's got good hands. He's a good route runner. He's really good after the catch. He does have hamstring injuries. He had two hamstring injuries in college. Uh, you know, they, they got depth at wide receiver. They got Pettis, who they drafted last year. Marquise Goodwin, and of course, their number one target, Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the game. But Debo Samuel should get on the field. He should be a guy that gets a couple targets. Uh, if you're playing in a dynasty league, this is a guy that you might want to pick up. Uh, otherwise, you know, maybe a flex play. Hope that, you know, he can plug in as a flex, maybe wide receiver two at best. But Debo Samuel, San Francisco 49ers. Um, I threw both these guys together. These are guys that if you play in a dynasty league, you might want to look at. Um, Drew Locke and Daniel Jones. Neither one of these guys are going to start the season, barring injuries. Um, you know, Elway already came out. He said it's Flacco's job that Drew Locke's going to play underneath him. And, and Daniel Jones was handpicked by Eli Manning. He was drafted too high. I don't think he's NFL ready. I think this is a project guy for the Giants. 
I wouldn't expect either one to get more than one or two games for the whole season. If you're playing in a dynasty league and you want to grab them and stash them on the bench if you guys got big rosters, I can understand that. But Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, both quarterbacks, better left on the waivers unless you're in a dynasty because uh, I really just don't see them playing. I kind of threw this all together. Uh, tight ends. There are some really good tight ends drafted this year. Uh, one of them drafted by my team, the Detroit Lions. They got TJ Hawkinson. Uh, another one, Noah Fant, his Iowa State uh, counterpart. You know, both were dynamic on the field. Both were great tight ends. Irv Smith, tight end from Alabama, goes to Minnesota. And uh, tight end Drew Sample goes to the Bengals. Yeah, these are tight ends that were drafted to have an impact for their team. One thing I want to mention, though, tight ends are usually a project. In the last decade, we have only had one tight end that was a rookie that finished in the top 10. That was Evan Ingram. And the only reason he finished in the top 10 was because everybody else on his team was injured. If you remember correctly, his rookie year, Odell Beckham was injured. Sterling Shepard was injured. The backup tight end was injured. He got thrown into a role on a garbage team. He got lots of garbage points. He had a really good season. I'm not taking anything away from Evan Ingram. I like him. He's a guy I like on my fantasy team. But you got one tight end in the last decade that has finished in the top 10. Proceed with caution. I think TJ Hawkinson is going to be a great tight end for the Detroit Lions. Uh, he's a great blocker and a great route runner, a great catcher. Uh, he's got good hands. He's a guy that can be on the field every single down, but as a rookie and the fact that he's going to be competing with Jesse James, <clears throat> I think proceed with caution with TJ Hawkinson. I know he was the eighth overall pick. Same with Noah Fant. Noah Fant is really good. I think he's going to be really good. He ends up getting picked up by the Denver Broncos. Again, proceed with caution. Tight end struggle. He's going to be asked to be, you know, a lot of different things. He's not as good of a blocker as his Iowa State counterpart, uh, TJ Hawkinson. So he's not going to be able to be on the field every single play. Um, you know, and he's got competition there too. He's got Jake Butt and Hearman. So Noah Fan, I think, is going to develop into a good tight end. But again, I don't see him cracking the top 12. So... Maybe a backup tight end if you need a plug-and-play for a bye week. Monitor for an injury. But both those guys, Irv Smith, he got drafted by Minnesota. That actually surprised me. Kyle Rudolph's still there. He's 29 years old. They drafted a tight end with good hands last year, Tyler Conklin. I know this because Tyler Conklin actually went to my high school uh, here in Michigan. Uh he set a record for Western Michigan, most receiving yards, most catches, and most touches, touchdowns by a tight end. And, you know, he barely got on the field. Uh, that's still Kyle Rudolph's job. Drew Sample, he's probably out of all of them got the best chance to make an impact. Uh, Tyler Croft, we never know <clears throat> if he's going to be healthy or not. CJ Uzma, again, an average tight end. You know, you just got to proceed with caution. I, I don't think either of these tight ends, these rookies, are going to be 
top 10, top 12. If you're only playing in a 12-man league, that puts them outside of that. They're nothing more than bi-week fillers. Another wide receiver that I'm super excited about that I think got put in a good opportunity, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was the top of a lot of people's boards. Uh, a lot of people had him ranked as the number one wide receiver. He ends up going to the Tennessee Titans. I think that's a perfect fit for him. His teammate, D.K. Metcalf, was the talk of the combine, right? Mostly because he posted a picture of himself without a shirt on and he looked like a superhero. Uh, D.K. Metcalf was a freak. He was big, strong, fast, everything. But A.J. Brown was the better college wide receiver. Blew D.K. Metcalf out of the water. You can't even compare their stats. He was double, triple, and everything. A.J. Brown is a great wide receiver. He goes to the Tennessee Titans, and they got Corey Davis. They got Adam Humphreys in the offseason. But he is going to compete. And I think he's going to be a safety net. For Mariota, I think that eventually before season's end, he's going to work his way as a wide receiver too. He's going to beat out Adam Humphreys. I think he has more talent. I think he's a better wide receiver. So him and Corey Davis are going to be the future of that team. They're both young. They both got good hands. They both have big expectations. So A.J. Brown in a dynasty league, I think if you're if you're doing a rookie draft, I think he's a, one of the top picks. But even in just a redraft or a keeper league, I think A.J. Brown is a guy you've got to draft. I think he's a great player, and I think he's going to have a good season by midway point. Be patient with him, all right? Be patient. The first couple games, I believe it's going to be Adam Humphrey's job, but I think before season end, A.J. Brown takes over. So be patient, all right? Miles Sanders, running back for the Eagles. Now, this is interesting because... I was really shocked about this pick, to be completely honest. He may have stole Jordan Howard's job before Jordan Howard even did the job. The Eagles traded. They got Jordan Howard. They got a lot of running backs there. They've got a lot of running backs. But I think Miles Sanders is going to be the best running back on this team when it's all said and done. I believe Jordan Howard's going to start out of the gates. He's been on the field before. He's NFL ready. But Miles Sanders is a really good player. I could see him being a great flex play. I think he'll be more the change of pace with Jordan Howard. I think in a dynasty league, Miles Sanders is a top pick because you're going to get a lot of value for this guy down the road. Jordan Howard will probably start the season, but I could see Miles Sanders taking over and getting most of the snaps. I think he's going to be a great play, and I think he's going to be a guy that you can plug in at flex right away and a guy that could potentially become, you know, an RB2, RB3 type player. So, Miles Sanders running back for the Eagles. This pick just got a lot more exciting for the wrong reasons. Wide receiver McCole Hardman, Kansas City Chiefs. Right before they were drafting, the day before, News broke that audio had come out on Tyreek Hill. The Kansas City Chiefs suspend him indefinitely 
pending the investigation and everything else, Tyreek Hill is a troubled human being. Hell of a player on the field. Hell of a player. I, I mean, wow, unbelievable what he did last season. But all this stuff is coming up. I feel like he's going to get in trouble. I feel like Kansas City is probably going to cut him when it's all said and done because the president's already been set, uh, you know, when they cut Kareem Hunt. McCall Hardman is literally set up to be the next Tyreek Hill. 5'10", 187 pounds, explosive, versatile wide receiver. He is not Tyreek Hill. All right, so do not draft him in the spot that you would have normally drafted Tyreek Hill. All right, it's not going to happen right away, but he is an explosive, dynamic player, and he's going to succeed there. He had a lot of drops in college, and he did have problems with fumbles. But going to Kansas City, I think Andy Reid is going to work with them. I think having Pat Mahomes having a lot of the pressure off of him because he's going to have playmakers around him. I think McCole Hardman is the guy that you want on your team. I could see him being an every week flex play and even working himself into the wide receiver two combination. Look at, you got arguably one of the best quarterbacks in football in Pat Mahomes. You have one of the best offenses out there to watch. They got weapons. Obviously, Travis Kelce is going to be that number one option. You know, they got Sammy Watkins. They got Chris Conley. Uh, but McCall Hardman, I think, has an opportunity to step in and play right away from day one, especially if Tyreek Hill ends up you know, missing time, which I believe he's going to at minimum. Uh, but McCall Hardman, Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver, get him in the draft. Again, down the road, I will let you guys know where I have these guys ranked. But write his name down. Keep an eye on him. Because he's going to be a guy you want. Um, let's see. Paris Campbell, wide receiver Indy. This was an excellent pick. I was super excited that Indy snagged him because Paris Campbell, even though I'm from Michigan and I'm a Michigan and Michigan State fan, Paris Campbell played for Ohio. I won't even say the, the full school name. I, I, I dislike him so much. But... This is a fast athletic wide receiver. He caught 83% of the passes thrown his way. That is unbelievable. This guy has played in the slot. He's played to the outside. He is going to be really good, and he's going to be a guy that gets the ball a lot. Andrew Luck is going to find a way to get him the, the ball. You know, you think about Andrew Luck. And what he has done in his career and when he was at his best. You got guys to the outside. Right now you got T.Y. Hilton, one of the top wide receivers in football. They signed Devin Funches, uh, a good receiver, not a great receiver. I just thought about Devin Funches played at Michigan and now you got Paris Campbell who played at the Ohio School. I wonder how that relationship's going to go. Um, but you got T.Y. Hilton, you got Devin Funches. Now you bring in Paris Campbell. He's going to be that slot guy. Think about what Andrew Luck has done in his career with slot wide receivers, guys like Dante Moncrief. Um, you know, he's going to be competing for touches with T.Y. Funches and, of course, Eric Ebron. Uh, but Paris Campbell, I mean, I think he's going to be the safety net. 
I think he's going to have a great season. I think he's going to get a lot of balls thrown his way. Uh, they got a great offensive line, so they're going to be passing the ball a lot. So Paris Campbell, a guy, if you're in a dynasty league, grab this guy. But I think even in a redraft league, Paris Campbell is a guy that you want, that you'll be able to plug in at flex. And in all honesty, I actually think that he will have more fantasy points this season than Devin Funches, even though Devin Funches will be lining up as the wide receiver too. I believe Paris Campbell in the slot will get more touches and more yards than Devin Funches. So pick him up, Paris Campbell, wide receiver from Indy. Um, talked about this a little bit earlier when I was talking about Kyler Murray. Uh, the Cardinals went out. They got this guy some help. They were not satisfied just bringing in a new quarterback. Uh, they got Christian Kirk there. Of course, they got Larry Fitz, one of the best wide receivers of all time. He decides to come back. But they go out. They draft Andy Isabel and Hakeem Butler. Uh, Isabel is small, fast. I was shocked when I was reading all the reviews on this guy and listening to the NFL draft. This is big expectations. When they were talking about Andy Isabel, they compared him to Julian Edelman and Brandon Cooks. I mean, these are two of the best at what they do. This is a guy that can line up on the inside, line up on the outside. He's a strong guy for his size. He does a lot with the ball after the catch. He's that guy that's on, you know, third and short. You can throw it to him and he's going to fight his way across. He's a great player. I have I have a feeling that he has the opportunity to take the field right away. Um, I, I think he's going to play. But Hakeem Butler, 6'5", 227. I believe this could be a guy that gets in on the red zone. He's strong, fast. Eventually, I believe they drafted him to take over for Larry Fitz. Um, he might not get on the field as much as Andy Isabel right away. Again, Dynasty League, you might want to pick him up. But right now, it's going to be Christian Kirk, Larry Fitz, and Isabel. Uh, both of the guys. Hakeem Butler might not need to be drafted right now. Uh, Andy Isabel, maybe bottom of the draft. Uh, or just monitor it, see where you're at on the waivers. You know, he could be a guy that gets lots of touches. Again, I, I think Arizona is going to struggle this year. It's going to be a transition year. Uh, they're going to be better. Their offense is going to be better for sure. But he's going to be competing for touches. Christian Kirk, Larry Fitz, you know, David Johnson's still there. They didn't really do much to fix their offensive line. But late in games, when they're marching down the field trying to get those garbage points, Andy Isabel is going to be a guy that's right there, dump it off to you know, I, I think he can get you some points. The talk of the combine, DK Metcalf falls into a perfect position. I know he fell a lot later than what he really wanted to, um, drafted, you know, later than he expected, later than a lot of people had him projected. But DK Metcalf goes to Seattle. Look at this guy, 6'3", 228. We've all seen the pictures. This guy's a beast. Right, he's a monster. He's got explosive speed. He has playmaking ability. He can go up and get the ball. You know, he kind of fell into a perfect situation the way this worked out. Uh, rumor swirling. Doug Baldwin might be retiring. I mean, if he retires, DK Metcalf could step in and realistically be a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, playing opposite of Tyler Lockett. I love Tyler Lockett. Uh, he's got 
big playability. Uh, but DK Metcalf on the other side could realistically put up some big numbers. This guy needs to improve, okay? There's all this talk about him. He's going to be a good wide receiver in the National Football League, I believe. But he needs to keep improving. He wasn't even the best wide receiver on his college team at Ole Miss. This guy needs to keep improving. He needs to work on his route running. He's got to get that first step off the line. Look, he's a big, strong guy. He's going he's gonna to be able to get the push on the corners. But that first step, you got to get over guys. you got to get around guys. You don't want to be stuck in a push fight every single one. He's got to... He's got to put the muscles away for a second. He's got to use that speed. This guy's going to go up and get you some 50-50 balls. Again, 6'3", 228 pounds. Just a beast, man. So, fell into the perfect opportunity there in Seattle. DK Metcalf, wide receiver for Seattle. He's definitely a guy that I'm keeping on my board. Uh, I'm going to try to get him. And if you're in a dynasty league, lock this guy up early because I think it'll pay off in the long run. Uh these are guys that was were drafted in the third round, which normally when you get down to the third round, you're like, all right, like you're filling in, you know, depth positions, you know, maybe a few starters here and there. These are two guys that I think fell into the perfect opportunity and are names that you need to keep your eye on. One of them I'm super excited about, running back David Montgomery, drafted by the Chicago Bears. This guy is 5'10". 222 pounds. This guy is going to run people over. I believe that he is actually going to win the running back job in Chicago. Now, that doesn't mean that Tariq Cohen doesn't have value. Tariq Cohen is a great running back and a guy that I want on my fantasy team after what he did last season. Uh, Nagy loved him. The Bears used him in the perfect opportunities that they that they had hit with him. And he had a really good season. That's Tariq Cohen. But Tariq Cohen is not built to be a three-down back. They got rid of Jordan Howard because he didn't fit the scheme or Nagy didn't like him, whatever it is. David Montgomery is drafted. 5'10", 222, man. He is going to run people over. I believe before the preseason is over, he's going to clear-cut win that job over Mike Davis. Look at this guy. Realistically, could be a thousand-yard running back. I think he could go out there and have a thousand all-purpose yards. And you get inside the goal line, inside the five. They ain't giving the ball to Tariq Cohen up the middle. They might try to catch him on a swing pass to the outside, but when it's a run play, I think David Montgomery is going to be that guy. I honestly, I, I think he's going to have a great season. He's a guy that I'm keeping my eye on. If you can get this guy on your team, I think he has flex appeal with potential of being a running back too. I think he's going to be a great player. I think he's going to get touchdowns. That Bears team is a really good team. They won the division last year. I think they're going to compete to win the division again this year. I hate saying that as a Lions fan. But David Montgomery, running back for the Chicago Bears. Now, my next ones that I want to tell you about, all three are in a position pretty much the same. Daryl Henderson was drafted by the L.A. Rams. 
This guy was unbelievable in college. Listen to this guy's numbers. In 2017, this guy averaged 8.8 yards per carry on 130 attempts. 8.8 yards per carry. He was their backup running back. He only had 130 attempts. 8.8 yards per carry. Then he comes into 2018 and his attempts go up to 220 attempts. So you're thinking 220 attempts, a bigger window, his, his yards per carry are obviously going to go down. He's going to, you know, mellow out a little bit here. 8.92 yards per carry. He got more attempts and his yards per carry went up. He was just drafted by the LA Rams. I think before it's all said and done, this guy's going to be the RB2 behind Gurley. And for those girly owners last year, they can tell you, running back two with the L.A. Rams could have some value. Last year, Gurley had the knee injury. C.J. Anderson, who was cut by Denver, was told he was out of shape. They called him the bowling ball last year. Actually, he was, he was cut by Denver and picked up by Carolina. Carolina then cut him. He ends up over in L.A. He came out and had a really good end to the season. Was a very serviceable RB2. Daryl Henderson is going to be that RB2. Gurley has a knee injury. Now he's been diagnosed with arthritis in his repaired knee. I am not convinced that Gurley is going to play all 16 games. I think the Rams are going to be a very good team. And if they've got that division locked, I think Gurley's going to spend a lot of time on the bench at the end of the season. And I also don't believe that they're going to use Gurley as a full three-down back. Uh, if you listened to my podcast before, uh, I had Gurley a lot further down than what he had been in the past. Uh, I've got him... You know, in between, I can't remember what it was exactly, 5 and 10. I think Gurley is going to struggle with this repaired knee. He's had injuries since college. They selected this guy in the third round. They were looking for a playmaker. They were looking for something to sure up that backup position, that RB2 position. I think if you draft Gurley, you're drafting Daryl Henderson. Because if you don't, you're going to be chasing him on the waivers. And if you're not in a spot to get him, you're going to regret it. If you've got the space to keep this guy on your bench, I think this guy has this guy has RB1 potential if Gurley goes down. This is a guy much like James Conner when he stepped in and played for Le'Veon Bell. Nobody thought, you know, you can't just replace Le'Veon Bell. Well, guess what? James Conner replaced Le'Veon Bell in fantasy. He had just as good, if not better, results on, on multiple weeks. Daryl Henderson is that guy. Keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on the injury that Gurley has, how he looks during preseason. But Daryl Henderson, running back for the Rams, write it down. You won't regret it. Another one, same thing. Raquel Armstead. Drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. We all know Leonard Fournette's injury history. Right? 
This guy has missed 11 games over the last two years. Okay? This guy misses a lot of time. They drafted Raquel Armstead to be that RB2. He played for Temple his senior year, 1,098 yards and 13 touchdowns. This is a great handcuff to have if you have Fournette or if you want to be that guy that handcuffs somebody else's and just keeps them on the bench. Fournette is not going to play 16 games. And the reason I say that is because he hasn't done it yet in his career. All right? I like Leonard Fournette. I, I think he's a great running back. Uh, I think Jacksonville is a, uh, in a good spot offensively to get him the ball a lot. What are they going to do? Are they going to feed Fournette like he's a three-down back, or are they going to split? I don't know what they're going to do. We'll find out. But if they start feeding him like he's a three-down back, chances are he's going to get injured. That's when you're going to want Raquel Armstead. It's going to be a good running back. Put him on your radar. All right? Another one that I found kind of interesting, Devin Singletary, drafted by the Bills, running back. Look at LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore are old. They are NFL running back standards. They are old. They picked up TJ Yeldon, which I thought was a good signing for them. I don't know what's going to happen, but Devin Singletary was a good running back, and I think he has a chance to compete for a spot on this team. He's not going to get a lot of playing time right away. I still think they're going to kind of use all three, LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore, and TJ Yeldon. I wouldn't be surprised if either Gore or McCoy ended up getting cut or traded. Um, but Devin Singletary, if you play in a dynasty league, this is a guy you want to draft because McCoy, McCoy and Gore are on their way out. And I believe that Devin Singletary could be the future for the Bills. He could be a running back that you want to hang on to. So if you're drafting Dynasty, that's a name to remember. But also, just keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on what he does in the preseason. You know, if you're in a redraft, look and see how many carries he's getting, what he's doing with those carries. Because he may end up being the best running back on the team. Or he might end up being at least the second best, depending on you know, what TJ Yeldon and them do. So keep an eye on it. Devin Singletary running back for the Bills. Dante Johnson, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the last one I got for you. The only reason I bring it up is because the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted him. I don't know if there's a team in football that evaluates wide receivers better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They drafted Antonio Brown. Small school, right? They drafted him. Ends up being one of the best wide receivers in football. He's a drama king, but still one of the talent-wise most best wide receivers in football. Then they follow it up and they draft Juju. Man, another awesome wide receiver pick. They're going into this season with Juju and James Washington. Dante Johnson 
has good hands. And again, you just can't doubt the Steelers evaluating a wide receiver. So they picked this guy up. You know, we haven't seen a lot of James Washington. Uh, I told you earlier uh, in one of my earlier podcasts that James Washington is, is one of my sleeper picks. I think he could be a good player, uh, a wide receiver two slash flex player this year. But now that they got Dante Johnson, you know, he's got good hands. He's a good route runner. You know, come midseason, coming out of the bye week, Dante Johnson could be a guy that's pushing for more targets. Um, you know, we know that the Steelers love to throw the ball with Big Ben. You know, they're committed to Big Ben. So Dante Johnson is a guy to keep on your radar. Again, Dynasty League, you might want to scoop him up because I, I think he has potential to be, you know, down the road a good wide receiver too or flex play. Um, you know, especially if an injury you know, God forbid Juju or James Washington go down. This guy's going to slide in for sure. So keep an eye on it. That's my rookie class. Uh, again, it was a fun draft. Uh, Tennessee did a great job. It was a very entertaining draft to watch. Um, you know, keep an eye on, on different things that happen throughout the preseason and everything. And and I'll do the same, you know, make sure you check out our Facebook page, Sofa King Cool Fantasy Football. Uh, drop those emails, all right? Get those emails going to us so that we can get back to you. Um, again, that email address is SofaKingCool at GMX.com. You know, thanks a lot, guys. You guys are making this happen. I love being here. I love doing this. I love fantasy football. Um, so keep it coming. Keep the questions coming. Again, I'm going to hit up a podcast. I got a couple ideas coming up. I'm going to do a short one where I answer all your guys' emails. And then I'm going to do one coming up about finding the right fantasy football league for you. We'll talk about, you know, different kinds of fantasy football leagues, dynasty, you know, versus a redraft, versus a keeper league. PPR versus non-PPR, different rules and stuff like that. So that's going to be the next podcast that I got coming up um, and might try to get a guest in for that one. So keep it coming, guys. Thanks for listening. Later.